What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast. I am your host, Connor Chandler. This is my co-host, Jordan Harris. We are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting around with your friends, talking sports, life, and everything in between. Woo! Jordan, how you feeling this Sunday? Feeling good, man. We had a good week of football. Had some upsets, had some big hits. Mama, where's that grilled cheese at? Mama, where know? is my grilled so, cheese? <laughs> I, I enjoy. I enjoyed Saturday. We had a good time. All right, so a little background on that. Okay, so because we got <laughs> we got to start right there. So we're sitting there watching. Jordan and I pretty much watch football from noon at the first kickoff till last night, almost one, one o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so last yesterday, my dad made grilled cheeses for some reason randomly during game day for us to eat. And a dude takes a massive hit. He gets up wobbly. And Jordan, what did you say? Mama, where's my grilled cheese? <laughs> so from then on, the whole day, all we said after we saw a big hit was, Mama, where's my grilled cheese? Because that's, that's honestly how these kids are feeling. Yeah, heck yeah. Good day of football. This segment of Bash Brothers Weekend Review is going to be Long. thick with three C's right here. Yep. So I'll let you start us off, man. Hit us with the first game. Ooh. Honestly, probably a game of the week that should have been a game of the week that wasn't a game of the week at all. Let's talk about it. It was a close one, right? I mean, oh, so close. Bama LSU, LSU almost upset Bama. Not at all, but you know what close I mean. Close as the East is from the West. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, Bama LSU. I mean, tell me if you've heard this before. Bama comes out, scores the first touchdown, and never looks back. I mean, just absolutely thumps LSU 55-17. LSU's offense in the first – well, in the first quarter, it's 21 nothing before, you know, LSU even really touches the field for the yeah. third time. And, um, I mean, Alabama just looked dominant. LSU did have spurts that they looked good. The kid dropped the ball before the goal line. I mean, they just made a ton of mistakes. Couldn't capitalize on any mistake that Alabama made. I mean, is there any more we need to say than Alabama looks great? They clinched. Yep. They're going to the SC title game. I, I don't I don't even see them losing at this point, honestly. I mean, they're just the best all around team. LSU second quarter, my love, they were getting some traction on offense, but even if they had like all the way through Bama just you can't keep up with them. There's no way. I don't know if it's COVID football season or what, but I cannot remember a season where they were so clearly a number one best football team in the nation. I mean, like even last year, LSU they were great. Joe Burrow had an incredible season, and they had a great season overall. But there were still close games with them. And don't get me wrong, you know, right. Ole Miss and, and Alabama had a very close game yeah. at the beginning of the season. But that feels like it was three football seasons ago. Alabama yeah. is just dominating opponents. They look yeah. great on offense, look great on defense. They even got a dog, a daggone kicker that's doing well. Yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean? But, I mean, you know, even that Ole Miss game. I mean, once Ole Miss blinked. Bama never even like That's I mean true, it didn't yeah. even touch it after that. I mean Bama's just dominant. That's Bama all you can really looks say. Incredible. So hats off to them. Yep. Uh let's jump over here to old Clemson. Clemson, Virginia Tech. I thought Virginia Tech was gonna make that a game for a it while. Did. I mean the the Hail Mary right before half. They throw a Hail Mary, they catch it on the one yard line, Virginia Tech does. And the kid just doesn't reach out. And honestly, from there, Clemson ran it up. We actually this was our tiebreaker for uh for pick and we yeah. had to predict this score. I said 42-10, you said. 45-17. to 17. And it ended up being 45-10. So, if we could have Megatroned it and combined yeah. forces there, we, we would have got it. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he, you know, his, this is second game back from COVID, I believe. Yeah. He looked great. Did. I mean, they looked good. Defense. They get, they had that defensive play caller. They're kind of captain on right. defense. He, he got came hurt back. again. Then he got, gets hurt yeah. again. Big uh, – they clinch officially. They so, they'll be beating Notre Dame in the rematch, which we all knew was coming. Um Two weeks to heal and get ready for that oh, game, yeah. which is oh, a very yeah. big deal. Great 100%. job on the ACC for giving them those that bye week to kind of just prepare. Don't let anybody get COVID. Heal up from any existing yeah. injuries. 
and you know they'll roll their helmets out there, and the best team will come away oh, in that yeah. AC title game. Completely. And I mean, you know, I don't think this was going to be a close game regardless, but something's got to be said for that Virginia Tech coach at the half. He wasted forty yeah. seconds on the mm. clock, and then gets down to the one yard line, and runs out of time because he just didn't run a play. Yeah, really bad. I think they got the ball with like maybe a minute forty. He had all three timeouts. Yeah. Literally never caught a single one. He just wanted to run in the locker room. I'm like, dude, you're 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 bound to lose this game. Like, you're, everybody knows you're going to lose it. Like, why don't you go out? That's the mentality, too. I've always – I completely agree. And side tangent, now we're going off on it, but let's dive into it in terms of – you. like a perfect example this week is Michigan State versus – well, no, 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 Tennessee, Florida. Yeah. Tennessee yep. is not expected to win that football game. No. They fake a punt. They're going for it on fourth down. you got to credit them. They're trying to win oh, yeah. a football 100%. game. Jeremy Pruitt's trying to win. He's trying to give his guys the best opportunity to pull the upset. You, If, if you're Virginia Tech, I mean, at halftime, I think it was 21-10. Yeah. Somewhere around there. That's a pretty respectable score. You easily could have kicked a field goal. Oh, 100%. You have three timeouts. You can't I mean, take them You obviously them could have scored a touchdown. You, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah. You call timeouts. You're on the one-yard line. There's a fantastic so. shot. Yeah, but just honestly bad coaching there. Don't get me wrong. I'm an armchair quarterback. I've never coached a football game in my life. Yep. But, I mean, there's something to be said for you cannot take timeouts to the locker room. No, not Especially at all. versus, you know, the number two, three team not in the at country. All. But, hey, what about the uh, second ACC team? That's clinched. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Syracuse. I mean, let's be honest, pretty dominant win by Notre Dame, but Syracuse probably kept a little closer than a lot of people thought they would. Yeah, Notre Dame comes out early, and I think they were just sleepwalking. You know, they, they had the, the big game versus North Carolina a week ago that they that they won that was a little bit closer than I think they wanted it to be. Um, yeah, you know, that's just – that's football. You know, you got to come out. You're not going to come out on top and hot, running high every single week. But, hey, give him credit to Ian Book. He settled the guys down. Yep. They end up beating them 45-21 yep. to advance to 10-0. and And, you know, they clinched last week, but now it's guaranteed. Like we just said, they will be meeting Clemson in that yep. AC title game for a rematch. So, they're, they're so those two two games we've already mentioned, the SEC title game, uh -huh. which we'll get to when we talk about Florida, and then the ACC title game, huge playoff implications oh, in yeah. those two ball games. Oh, completely. 100%. Like massive, massive. Yep. All right, so let's jump to the game we kind of just briefly mentioned. Ohio State, Michigan State, hit me with some thoughts. Give me some stats. I mean, Ohio State's dominating the Big Ten. I mean, there's no question about it. Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. I think the real question is, are they going to have that sixth game to play the Big Ten title game? Ooh, and yeah, that's we'll, going we'll to have to talk about major that. playoff implications. But, I mean, honestly, it, it, in my opinion, no matter who they play in the Big Ten, Ohio State's going to keep dominating. There's just no question. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan State, 52-12. Again, you know, Ohio State, they kind of had a – shaky game versus Indiana. That was the last yeah. football game we saw them play. And you heard a lot of people come out and kind of say, listen, I don't know if they're that good. I still don't know if they're that good. Don't get me wrong. Michigan State's not a good football no, team. No, not at all. They've had two decent wins, you know, beating Michigan, and then right. they upset Northwestern. But they're not a great football team. So, no. Ohio State did what Ohio State was supposed to do. But Justin Fields uh, had a bounce-back game. They looked really oh, good. Yeah. Again, we'll kind of talk about the future of the Ohio State program in terms of playoff implications a little later. But, yeah, they handle business. Uh, one of the sneaky games, and we picked this game, yep. very sneaky, good game. It was a, a hard-fought game in the SEC. Texas A&M-Auburn, 31-20. Yep. Uh, Texas A&M kicks the late field goal to, to make it a two-score game. But very well-played game on both teams. I think yep. it's exactly what we thought. We said closer than the experts think. We actually, on our Sunday show – predicted Auburn, Auburn would come yeah. out to win. Um, Texas A&M goes out there, handles business. They, they did. did exactly what they were supposed to do. They looked much better 
this 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 time around. You know, versus the LSU, they were a little bit shakier. Right. Offense comes out, looks a lot better. Defense did pretty well. I mean, the Bo Nix magician touchdown was pretty incredible. It looked it like was. Johnny Football out there. But barring that one play, I mean, you pretty much handled business. I mean, Bo Nix, inconsistent as always. You just never know which one you're going to get. I picked Auburn thinking that he might come out and have a bounce-back game after the Bama game. He did not. Kellen Mond, obviously the better quarterback of the two, and he handled business Got out of Jordan Air with a uh, win. Yeah, the 12th year senior, Kellen Mond, really did well. <laughs> he, <laughs> He's he been there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I think he tied, uh, he like, or he matched the record for like Tim Tebow and Dak Prescott for like most passing and rushing yards in a career. So yeah. hats hey, off to him. Well absolutely. done. He, he really has had a really good tenure there. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll see what it amounts to. Yeah. He's, yeah. They, you know, they might need a little bit of help, but as of right now, I think they probably get in. You know, assuming Alabama beats Florida, right? You know, they're in, so they all all of their goals are way oh, ahead 100% of them. Right. Out. Speaking of Florida, this one's probably a little bit of a heartbreak for us. Nice but, transition. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but uh, Florida clinches the East with a win over Tennessee. Again, their offense is still looking great. Defense looking lackluster, but you know they're going in a couple of weeks of playing Alabama in, in the old uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium. So yeah, Bama nine and zero, Florida now eight and one. They play Tennessee thirty one nineteen is your final there. T- tell me if you've heard this before. Florida looks great on offense. Yeah, Florida's defense is so yep. sus. I mean, it's just not. It's third and Grantham. It is third and Grantham to a T. I mean, you know they're getting tired of that. There's no doubt about it. We I were mean, tired of it. <laughs> we were. You're winning ball games, but you're not looking great doing right. it, and you're you need to look great. I mean, here to me, to me, the chaos scenario is: what if Bama beats Florida on like a they they kick a field goal to beat them by one point, twenty eight, twenty seven, right. somewhere like that, and it's you know with two seconds left. If you're Florida and you've been beating the fool out of everybody that you played, yeah. you might still have a discussion, at least a discussion yeah, to get in true. over an A&M team. But, I mean, with these defense – I mean, you giving up, you know, 19 points to Tennessee, 17 right. points to Vanderbilt, you know, somewhere around there to Kentucky. Those are teams you're supposed to just blow out. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, but, I mean, that is what it is. Yeah. You're handling business, so don't get me wrong. All your goals are still ahead of you if you're Florida. Beat Alabama and you're in. You might right. go in as like the two seed at that point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, maybe higher. I Who don't knows? see it happening, but, you know, it, yeah, it I don't is see a possibility. It either. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, those two games are set. The ACC championship game is set. The the SC championship game is set. Hats off to Florida. You handled business. Yep. So, a little bit of a defensive game here in the Big Ten. We picked this one. We both originally picked Indy. I switched you, to it, yeah. You swapped to Wisconsin. Yep. So Indy Wisconsin Indy win, Indy goes in wins fourteen to six with a backup quarterback. What, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean we filmed the podcast on Sunday Monday morning. It broke that Penix Junior tore his ACL, and you look at that for me as somebody who picks ball games, and you go, you're not going to start a brand new quarterback who's really only played in one ball game. He was five for five in that ball game when he replaced Penix Junior after Penix got hurt. Um, I'm like, there's no way this kid comes in and beats Wisconsin. And then, really, Wisconsin comes out and beats themselves. Indiana's defense is fantastic. And hats off to that quarterback. Hey, you come out and just got a huge win for your program. But, I mean, Wisconsin just talk about, you know, spinning your tires in the mud. You got every opportunity. You can't take advantage. You can tell I'm salty about missing the pick (laughs) because, I mean, that was a huge one for us. It was. I mean, Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin with with the backup quarterback for Indiana – Wisconsin is the better team statistically. You're a 14-point favorite. The FBI has you favored by 80%, and you come out and you don't even score a touchdown. Yeah, I'm, Credit to, to Indiana's defense right. for that, but, I mean, ultimately, that's a ball game you got to win. That's a really, really bad loss for Wisconsin. Well, you know, I think we discussed it, too. The 
I did not realize Penix was hurt on Monday. I, did, mm-hmm. I didn't hear that news. So, I picked Indiana still going to that. I mean, I even asked you, why is Wisconsin a 14-point favorite in this game? Well, at that time, it, the news had not broke. Because right. we actually looked at the stats during the show on right. Sunday, and the news had not broke yet. I guess the higher-ups knew it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the low ballers down here, we had no idea. But, yeah, the news broke on Monday, and I said, no way. I mean, Wisconsin's a good football team. Right. I think, you know, we'll see in the future. But, I mean, to, to come out as a backup and win yeah. that football game after really only playing in one ball game and throwing five passes, incredibly impressive. Well, you know, he, he played well. He didn't give up the ball, which he did, was important. Yeah. And to me, I told you this. I don't know if I would have just gung-hoed in Indiana if I had known that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's been this way since, like, the first week. Wisconsin's Achilles heel is Mertz. He just does not play that great to me. And, I mean, he showed he in this game. He didn't play a great game. No, he didn't. Indiana's defense was able to kind of hurt the run game for Wisconsin, and Indiana yep. came out on top. They definitely did. I mean, hats off to Indiana. That's a huge win. I mean, that, that keeps you, you know, in the media limelight. You know, you're kind of – they are kind of the team this year, you know, if you look at a team who you they're, – they're the team who was never on the radar, right. who is now at the forefront of the radar. I think you got to call them the second-best team in the Big Ten. I agree. Which is a pretty dang big accomplishment. 100%. I mean, hats off to them. I mean, really, I mean, they're better than Northwestern is. They almost beat Ohio State. I think with Penix Jr. And, a, you know, I think they very well, if they played better, could have beat Ohio State. Right. But, you know – if it's you know if it's and nuts were candies yeah. and nuts, we'd all have a merry all Christmas. Have a merry Even Christmas. though merry Christmas is coming up, I don't think Indiana's going to get that opportunity. So, again, so let's let's round off the week in review with the game of the week that almost wasn't. Yeah, BYU goes into Coastal Carolina. BYU was a favorite here. Zach That's Wilson's right. obviously the Heisman candidate. Yep. And Coastal Carolina gets the upset at home. Massive, massive win. First off, so just to kind of fill in the gaps here. Coastal Carolina was supposed to play Liberty. Yep. Liberty's quarterback gets COVID. They ended up having a spread of COVID throughout the team. They don't play. Wednesday, I guess, you know, and let's just – this is obviously not how it happened, but for layman's terms, Coastal Carolina calls up BYU and goes, hey, BYU, you want to meet this Saturday and play some football? <laughs> and BYU's like, hey, we need that. Sure, we're both ranked. We need to get our hats higher up in the, in the uh, rankings. Sure, let's play. So they meet, they play football on literally pretty much three days' notice. So hats off to BYU and Coastal Carolina for making that happen. Yep. Coastal Carolina with the massive, massive upset. Yep. I think it might have been Lee Corso's first wrong pick headgear of the season, which is, you know, that's cool. I mean, he's had a really yeah, good season. I didn't season even realize that. That's yeah, awesome. he's, he's kind of on fire. And, uh, which it's not like there's been super tough games to pick games of the week. No, you know what I'm not saying? really. But, uh, yeah, massive win for Coastal Carolina. Those oh, yeah. offenses are so much fun to watch. That Coastal Carolina offense is going to be everywhere next year. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. What would you see? What would you think? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, you know, uh, Coastal Carolina, first of all, did a great job of kind of halting Zach Wilson a little bit. They didn't just let him do what Zach Wilson's been doing all year. He still balled out. He still balled yeah, out. Down, yeah. But they slowed him down, and that was the big thing. And, I mean, Coastal Carolina stayed consistent, played their game, and they, they came out on top. Obviously, BYU had a great shot in the game. Was I mean, it's just – I don't know how many Hail Marys we saw yesterday that just wound up being a yard short of the goal Literally, line. yeah, but that was a weird – It was weird, but, yeah, that was last, last shot, and they just barely missed it. But, yeah, Coastal Carolina came out. Great upset for them. Great win for that program. Massive, massive win. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, where BYU falls – 
and now where Coastal Carolina rises. Right. Because this, honestly, if you're the playoff committee, you caught so much heat for putting BYU so deep, and now that they lost to Coastal Carolina, they're all sitting there going, They uh-huh. kind of just flexed a little uh, bit. Yeah, they said, we told y'all, which, honestly, they probably didn't see this coming either. This was a massive upset. But, hey, hats off. It'll, it'll be interesting to yeah. see Tuesday night where everybody ends up. Oh, 100%. So, now we can finally take a breath because, holy cow, what a weekend review that Ooh. was. There were just a lot of yep. good games. A oh, lot for of sure. playoff implication things. Like, even a game like Bam LSU, you got to talk about it because they clinch. I mean, it's a massive game. You know, they clinch and go to the SC title game. Oh, so, yeah. Daggum. So, what what are we doing next? What's the next segment? Bring us I in. I mean, let's just – it's, it's going to be 30 seconds long. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, this won't be bad at all. Playoff picture. I mean, has yours changed at all since last week? Not at all. I still got Bama number one. I would have Notre Dame at number two. I think Bama looks like the most complete team in the country. Notre Dame is right there at it. Clemson number three. Ohio State remains number four, even though if they don't play next week, I think, you know, and we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about this in this segment – uh, Ohio State number four. Texas A&M still owns the head-to-head matchup, and they have not yet to stumble against Florida. And then Florida at six. I mean, I'm going to copy and paste you 100%. I mean, there's Click. there's no there's no change. I mean, A&M won a great 20. game against Auburn. They're at number five. Florida's still sitting at number six. Yeah. Obviously, Florida controls their own destiny in the college football playoff. If they were to beat Bama, they're in. No question about it. Right. A&M sitting pretty, in my opinion. I mean, they need, need maybe one or two losses. In yeah. The, I mean, not even that. Like, if Ohio State doesn't play, that might do it for them. But, I mean, Texas A&M's just sitting right there, just waiting to get in, essentially. They are. And you and if you're Florida, all you got to do, beat LSU. Just beat LSU. Yep. And then prepare for Alabama. Yep. I mean, that's a sneaky game. I mean, you yeah. you you know good and well your eyes are on that Crimson Tide helmet. That's all you're focused on. But you got to play one more game versus you know what's traditionally a really good football game. I don't think it's going to be so much this year. But you know, so let's let's talk about this Ohio State thing that we're kind of mentioning here. So uh, the Big Ten's rule this year, if they don't amend it, which there's there's talks that they possibly might, if you don't play six ball games, you don't qualify for a Big Ten title game. And then the the kind of thought process behind that is that the committee will leave them out if they don't have that sixth right. and then seventh data point for a uh, Big Ten title. Um, you, you got the rivalry game. Your biggest, one of the biggest rivalries in college football this weekend, Michigan versus Ohio State. Kirk Herbstreit alluded to it on Tuesday's uh, playoff pitcher show that if you're Michigan – why would you show up and play this football game? Yeah. Number I mean, one, you stick it to your rival if you don't show up and play because then they might not get to go to the Big Big Ten title game. And if you're Michigan and you show up, uh, I'm just going to say 99.9% of the time in this football game, you're going to get shellacked. Probably about 40-plus points, 40 too. Pl- yeah, I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> even be close. So you're either going to get embarrassed or keep your most heated rivalry out of the playoff, possibly. Uh, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm not going to throw any predictions out there as to what's going on behind closed doors because let me let me tell you something. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But I mean, if you're hardballing them, yeah. you got a lot of decisions to and, make. I mean, you got to hope they have more pride in that and actually want to come out and play. But I mean, you know, I mean that that's a very good point. They could very well just say like, you know what, Ohio State, don't like you guys. Goodbye. And I mean, you know, just don't play even play the game. But yeah, know. I mean, and, and it just but. You also have to look at the possibility that maybe Michigan is having a COVID spread, and it's – I mean – Yeah, if, it could be if, legitimate. Okay, yeah. let me let me paint this picture, okay, just playing devil's advocate. What if they, 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 do the, the, they do what we would consider the right thing, and I say that in air quotes even though you can't see me. They have a lot of COVID issues. They show up. Justin Fields catches COVID, and then their season's over because – They don't have the quarterback exactly. to play a 
Big Ten Championship yeah. game or whatever. And, 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 you know, that's best case scenario. It's just one player. Maybe it's worst case scenario. Maybe 10 players get it. Yeah. I mean, you got to. You ultimately got to do the right thing if you're Michigan, but only Michigan and their kind of higher ups know what the right thing is. So right, exactly. that's why I think we can't, you know, make any assumptions out there. Right. It'll be interesting to see though how it shakes up. I mean, it massive will. playoff. Who would have thought there'd be playoff implications yeah. on Michigan Ohio State when Michigan's like only won one ball game? Yeah, I think they won two, but you get what I'm saying. Well, speaking of canceled slash postponed games, we obviously did not get to play Vandy this weekend. That was been that's been postponed until. Uh, the nineteenth, I believe. Yeah, two weeks from yeah, now. Next We're supposed week we to play, play. Supposed to play Missouri this yeah, week, possibly. Yeah. So we obviously don't have any dog talk because you know why not? Not but, a ton to talk about. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about. So why don't why don't we do this little fun segment? I right, hit. Let's me. What talk we about our worst and best moments in Georgia football history for us personally. For us personally, yeah. Okay. And I can I can go first with my worst if you want me to, and then you can go next. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pre- preface this with mine's not gonna be the sideline pass from Tua to Smith to win that national championship, right? Even though that broke my soul. I think we were both watching in your apartment we in were. Athens when that happened, and we're students. We're we're yeah, at we that were, time we were students affiliated with yeah. the university, which will we will so, forever be affiliated with the University of Georgia since we graduated from there. But yes, we were. Well, that broke my soul. But my worst moment is gonna be in Sanford Stadium. Play in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Ten seconds left in the game. Jacob Beeson <laughs> hits a sideline pass to Riley Ridley oh, to dang. take the lead by four points oh, with my. four seconds left. Team runs down to the end zone, celebrates, gets a penalty. We kick it off short. Tennessee gets in just wonderful range for a Dobbs Hail Mary. The Dobbs Nail. And I want to preface this with what I hate it too. I hate that name. I was sitting in the student section. We know where the student section is. Eason scored the touchdown, or Riley scored the touchdown on our end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when Dobbs threw the touchdown, he threw it to the opposite end of the field. I thought they missed it. Right. Until I saw Tennessee (laughs) rushing the field. And what was worse is they did not show the replay in Sanford Stadium. Well, of course not. Yeah. No. So, like, you sit there, like, wondering what happened. And I, I promise you, I sat there in that stadium for 15 minutes. Well, I bet it was – I bet you the, could hear a mouse fart on some cotton. Oh, you could. You are talking about, like, the most height that stadium has been to, like, the lowest you've ever heard that stadium in, like, four seconds. Yeah. And so, okay. That's mine, 100%. Okay, so let me kind of – I'll I'll talk – let's talk about each other's just kind of okay. our own – yeah. So, I'm at, the, I'm at the house. I'm not yet a student. I'm not – so, I'm not in the stadium there. And I'll, I can still see the picture of Jacob Eason, like, running down the sideline with his hands open, looking at the coach like, I did it, coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. massive moment. I mean, he had I mean, some clutch throws that season, too. Yes, he – oh, yeah, he did. That Missouri, that Isaiah yeah, McKenzie, yeah. fourth and 19 That's pass was, was incredible. Um, yeah – yeah, and I can remember just the set like we we just basically threw a hail mary and were successful. Not yeah. a hail mary by right. definition, but and then the absolute high to the absolute low. Oh, 100%. I'll never forget. I just sat on the ground and leaned up against the back of my couch and was just like hand in my head in my hands, just de- devastated. And I mean that's that's the recipe for an awful sports moment too, right? I mean I think even go back to the Alabama national championship game, Rodrigo kicks that fifty plus yard field goal yeah. to take the lead. A sack, second and twenty six on Tua, and the very next play, yeah, when you think you have it locked, they just 
Yeah. I mean, true. you know, I mean, it's just the perfect recipe. Yeah. The Dobbs nail boot, that was a tough one. That was a really tough one. That was, that's a, that's a, that's a, I don't know if you would say a good pick, but yes, yeah. I fully understand what you're saying. So my worst is going to be, so I'm like you, I feel like for any Georgia sports fan, I was born in 94. I really mm-hmm. started watching football like heavy. I mean, I've, I've loved it, honestly, from the moment I could think about what it was. But in terms of understanding football and having that real emotional connection, probably 10, 11, 12 years old. Right. Um, the, the one that gets me is not the natty, because here's the thing. We played for a natty for the first time in my life. How old were we? I was 23, 24. I was 2017. Yeah, so, so yeah. Yeah, roughly so, 23. And you're just, at that point, after everything that a Georgia fan goes through, you're honestly, and there's no consolation prize, but you're happy to be there. Oh, yeah. You know, as a student at the University of Georgia, I got to watch Georgia play for a national title game. Right. And have an incredible shot to win it. Like, to me, as somebody who's been through so much heartbreak with this team, that that was an, a, a reward in itself. You right. Because you, you, there were people who still said, Georgia was the best team on the field that night. You know what I'm saying? Georgia dominated that football game for 59 minutes, and they lost it in overtime. For me, my most heartbreaking moment is is going to be the 2012 SEC Championship. Oh, Chris Conley. The Spikett game versus Alabama. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about that one. I'll never forget. I will will never forget that as long as I live. Uh, Georgia gets the ball late. They're driving down the field. All the momentum. You listen to me. Whoever wins this football game is guaranteed a national oh, title 100%. game. Notre I'm pretty Dame sure Alabama awful. just scored another touchdown in that game versus Notre Dame. <laughs> like it, it was, it was a guaranteed win. Whoever, whoever won that SC title game was going to win a national championship. Yep. And just the way the game played out, they're driving late. Aaron Murray. You know, all he's got to do is spike the football. Georgia hikes it. They throw an out route to Chris Conley. He catches the football. Georgia's out of timeouts. The clock expires. We had a massive party at my house. We, I was literally filming. I put my, my uh, camera facing our party on the television thinking I was about to capture, you know, an incredible sports yeah. moment. I ended up catch, catch, catching an incredible sports moment, but, you know, not not for us. Right. And uh, just just being, you know, in 2012, I'm like 17 years old. Um, I mean, it's just an absolute blow. I mean, you're like, you're riding high for 30 seconds, and then you realize we just lost everything. Yep. Now we get to go play a bowl game that no one's going to care about, nope. you know, from a natty to that. So, yeah, that would be mine. How, how do you feel about that game? I mean, where were you I, at? I, I remember I was watching it at someone else's house. I'm not going to say who's because they're, yeah. not, they're not in the picture right. anymore. But anyway, I remember specifically – <laughs> we talk about life here on now. Uh, anyway, sports and everything in between. So. I remember specifically watching that game and getting so hyped driving down the field because Aaron Murray hit some dimes. Yeah, he did going down the field. Good quarterback. And just watching that ball, and I was thinking when it was in there, I'm like, just just don't catch it. Like literally, just drop it. And he catches it and just falls. And I, I there was a coffee table or end table, whatever you want to call it, right in front of me. I literally leaned up and just slammed my hand on that table because I was so frustrated. Because, I mean, like, you were about to – you could have easily won that game. But, see, like, the, the video that I took of my family, like, me and my dad and a, and a couple of our friends were literally in there after they throw the pass. They're on probably, like, the maybe the 20-yard line. My memory's a little fuzzy. I've honestly tried to block that one out. For a long time, I, you know, I wouldn't even talk about yeah, this Yeah, no, game. not at all. I would pretend that I didn't <laughs> remember even what it, what it was. And we're literally yelling, spike it, yeah, spike it. Yeah, that was it. my first like, thought, too. We we know – and it's just it just goes back to that Mark Rick of, like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, just spike the football and have time to call a really good play. Right. Just, but 
Oh man, just you a hard, got, You could have realistically got two plays out of that too. If you yeah. had spiked the ball, hundred percent. You could have got two quick throws, hundred percent. I mean, 100%. and you just literally just just let them just let yep. them play it through, and it did not work yep. at all. So from the worst, to right, the best. I, I'll start off yeah, my best. You start off your best. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of good ones here. One honorable mention I'll throw to you mm-hmm. is what I would say was Kirby Smart kicking in the door and saying, "All right, I'm here." And it was, we're students at this game at this time. You want to talk life, I'm going through some tough stuff during this moment. (laughs) That Mississippi State-Georgia game. Yeah. We come in highly ranked, they're highly ranked, and everybody's talking about this third game of the season. Yep. We had a cupcake, and then we played like Vanderbilt or something like that. Now, this was Notre Dame, because that was Jake Fromm's first start, and then we went into Mississippi State. That's right. So, Notre Dame, which was a huge game for Jake Fromm, that was a really good win. And then just this Mississippi State game. And everybody's talking like, oh, this, this is going to be a close one. This is a close – you know, all this stuff. And, you know, me and you are in the stadium. We're students. We're side by side. Mm-hmm. First play, flea flicker. Yeah. I'll never forget the call by Joe Tess. And the, it's the it's the Bulldogs from Georgia who They're are barking, barking first. first. Yep. And, uh, and I literally just leap at you and we like knuckle bump. We're just going nuts. That was that was an honorable mention for me. That's a pretty incredible moment because yep. to me, we ended up beating them 35-3 to that night. It was not close at all in probably one of the greatest seasons in Georgia history. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, yep. you know, that was an incredible moment for me. But my favorite of all time has to be the Rose Bowl. The Rose yeah. Bowl in 2018. Walk it off, Sony. Right. We're, we're students at that time, so it just kind of means a little bit more to us. Yeah. We're in my apartment, you know, me, you, and Hunter watching that football game. Uh, I mean, insane game. You oh, hundred percent. We're down like what before uh, Rod kicks the field goal. Oh, we were going to lose. Oh, yeah. Get it the was like, breaks beat right, off we're of getting, us. We're getting destroyed, and to come back and win that game in overtime, and Sony Michelle's going to walk it off, and and then we like for the first time in our lives, we're going to a national title yeah. game. And yep. I remember me, me and you and Hunter in my apartment, we like ran outside. It's like twenty degrees outside. Yeah. We're just going nuts. <laughs> That will always be just an inc- – I'm literally getting chill bumps right here talking yeah. about it. That will always be a very, very special moment to me. I think the only thing that will probably top that is if we end up winning the winning Natty, one. which we yeah. will. We'll win a Natty eventually under Kirby. Um, yeah, that was that was an incredible one there. That, yeah. was, that was awesome. Yeah, I agree. There, I mean, walking off Sony, that's one of my – the Nick Chubb run in that game yeah. is, was incredible too. It um, was. I was at the SEC Championship that year. I got to see the freshman run it back to Philadelphia. That was a to, good to one, To ice yeah. the game. And the freshman's so, going to run it all the way yeah. back to Philadelphia. So there's a couple of them, but I hate that you mentioned this, but my favorite moment of all time is the flea flicker. It is the flea flicker. I share it every chance I get every year. If you've never been to a Georgia game or you've only been to, like, maybe the – you know, when we play cupcakes or something like that, that stadium in a big game – will give you chills. Oh, it's nuts. It is electric. And that when we walked in that game that day, I remember it just feeling different. Like it just Oh yeah. It, it and granted Mississippi State was projected to win that ball game mm-hmm. when we went in there. And it did not feel like walking in there that we were about to upset Mississippi State. It felt like we were just about to run away with it. Yeah. And I just remember specifically Nick Fitzgerald came in. They Mississippi State had the opening drive, three and out, just Hey, remember uh, killer defense? Oh, oh, why am I blanking? Oh, uh, Roquan yeah. destroys him yes. in that opening drive. Yes, I mean just rips Nick Nick Fitzgerald just destroys him, and, and the whole crowd just loses it. And that's wa- after the flea yeah. flicker. Oh yeah, too. and no, that was before the well. 
that was before because they got first, Mississippi State got first oh, okay, drive. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we walked out. I, you know, it's Georgia. I'm expecting Nick Chubb to run the gut first play. Why not? He's the senior. He's Nick Chubb. Flea flicker to Terry G. And that flea flicker, that you have never heard ninety three thousand people go off mm. like they did after that flea flicker. And it was just that was the most incredible electric moment. I mean, you beat Notre that Dame. That stadium was buzzing. It was. Yeah. You beat Notre Dame barely. But when you beat Mississippi State 33-3, to that's when you knew yeah. that team was something. Yeah. And that no, game, that's what I'm saying. That was Kirby kicking yeah. the door in and saying – and that was the – I believe that's the year we beat Florida. We shut them out. Yeah. We beat Tennessee. Like, we, like Kirby, that was, that was the end. Well, I, we might be somewhat back there this year because of the quarterback struggles. Right. But that was the end of – the, the games you're supposed to win being close. Right. I mean, Kirby was beating the brakes off kids. We had yep. a great quarterback. We had a great defense. I mean, it was it was special. And yep. I, I'm with you. I'll never – and it, if you're not a Georgia fan and you weren't there, it sounds weird to be like – but there's only been one other time in my life in that stadium where it was more electric, and it was just Mississippi State. And don't get me wrong, Mississippi State was a good team that year, but it was like – you could just feel it in the air. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you could it reach was, out and touch yeah. the, the emotion. It, yeah. That's a good one. It yeah. was heavy. But, yeah, that, that was my game. I'm, I'm with you on that. That was, that, was, that, was a special, that was a special moment. It was. All right. So, now that we're just all excited and beaming, I know I got a smile on my face. <laughs> let's make some picks, man. All right. Let's, uh, I'll let you kind of take us through review of last week's picks. All right. So, we picked Indiana and Wisconsin. We both picked Indiana at the beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I changed. I do want to preface this with – we do pick these games with no prior research. We do play college football pick them every week. A lot of these same games will be on there, so there are yep. some changes, but we're solely going to go over what we what picked, we on, picked the potty. on the potty. If we dropped it right in the potty, I mean on the potty, then we'll do it yeah. there. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. Pretty good, huh? So I, love, I want a T-shirt <laughs> so bad that has Bash Brothers, like our logo. If we even had a logo, we don't actually have a logo. And it just says, I dropped it on the potty. <laughs> P-O-D-D-Y. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there one day. We'll get one there of one these day. days. One of these so, days. So, Indiana-Wisconsin. We both picked Indiana on the podcast. Indiana won. 1-0. Florida-Tennessee. Wasn't really much of a competition there. Nope. Florida blew them out. Picked Florida. 2-0. Yep. Uh, OSU. Um, Michigan State. Michigan OSU won. Easy. 3-0. Michigan State won? <laughs> no. That would be crazy. Not even So, close. 3-0. So, we did lose one game this week. We did. Texas A&M, Auburn. We thought Auburn might come in there with the upset. They did not. Texas A&M did what Texas A&M was supposed to do. So, three we, And we even spoke about it. We yep. said, what Texas A&M team are we going to get? Are we going to get the one who played LSU? Yeah. Are we going to get the one who played Florida? And it was more of the team who played Florida. Yep. Kellen Mond was super consistent. That defense was dominant. They ran the ball for like over 300 yards. It was kind of nuts. That's what yep. they do best. You know, but so. three and one, I'll take that for last week all day long because we we're five and two coming in, so now we're eight and three on the past three yeah, weeks. I can take That's that. That's pretty darn consistent. Yep. Hey, game day, you know, if you need a guest picker, call the Bachelor <laughs> Sports, Sports Podcast. Podcast. Right. Let's do it. All right, so let's make some picks. Let's do it. This is week 15. I don't even know if this week was originally supposed to happen but nah, because of COVID. No Here we are. Yep. So let's start it off with a game who we, we mentioned this earlier. You're Florida. You got to go in, you got to handle business yep. against LSU. Who you picking, and give me a points prediction. I mean, honestly. Just give me a spread. LSU could be tricky for Florida. I'm not going to say LSU will come in there and just, you know, beat them. But LSU, you never know. LSU could could throw a curveball at them. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Florida's going to do what Florida does, play great offense, play mediocre defense. I think Florida's ultimately going to come out, probably win by about 14 to 17 points. 
score prediction on this game, I'm going to say 35-21. to 21. Florida. Okay. Everybody, I want you to listen to me. Here it comes. Oh, Lord. You're going to do a hot take? Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ed O and the gang have had a really bad season. There's no <laughs> sugarcoating it. Coming off of an incredible season. Okay? And he said it in a quote earlier this uh, or last week. We're building a championship culture. We will be there again. Let me tell you how you saved this season. Oh, gosh. You upset the Gators from Florida. Let me tell you what's about to happen. These two teams are going to meet on the field next Saturday, and it's going to be a close game early, and then Florida's going to beat them. I was about to say, <laughs> what are you about to go with here? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I mean, if you're, I mean, this is the game. So, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, Tennessee, Florida. If you are Ed O, pull out every trick, every flim-flam, every boo-goggle, whatever you got, everything in the book. And throw it at Florida and try to upset them and win this ball game. Oh, 100%. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. Not at all. But if you are, you play, like, you know, Joel Clatter, one of those guys, said it on Feinbaum this week. Your only thing is just to play spoiler for either Alabama or Florida. Oh, we Guess what? You swung a punch and you missed very, very badly against Alabama. 100%. You got one more punch left in the tank. Yep. I see what you got. So, but yeah, I'd go Florida. Florida by 14 feels pretty comfortable for me. Okay. Uh, I mean the last like the last three Florida games have been thirty to something in the teens. So give me like thirty. I'll take the same exact score. Or no, thirty five seventeen. That feels pretty good. A little bit of a spread, but yeah, I like it. Um, let's see here. Let's bounce it over to the Big Ten. We didn't start in the Big Ten this week, guys. So there's a there's something there's a change up. Michigan, OSU. We've already said, is this game going to be played? Don't get me wrong, we're only picking this game because we have to talk about the implications of this game. I, we don't even have to take time. Just on the count of three, say who's going to win the game. Three, two, one. Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah. <laughs> like I was going to say 50-50. <laughs> it's either 50% chance Ohio State's going to beat the brakes off of them or 50% chance Michigan State's not – or Michigan's not even going to show up. Exactly. So, I mean, that's exactly that's right. That's literally <laughs> – So, we'll see what happens. Ohio State's going to win the football game if it's played. Yep. They will then advance to the Big Ten title game. There's no doubt about it. But, uh, but yeah, we'll mention it there. So, you know, go ahead and start us 1-0 and on the day if, if, that's the, yeah. if that's a 12 o'clock game, which I think that might be the big noon kickoff, the big, you know, yeah. that's what that's their show called, big noon kickoff. I think that might be it. So, we'll start the day 1-0 so, pretty easy So, there. What, about, what about a little tricky one here? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. It's on the outside looking in this playoff race, but, you know, they, they, some stuff happens. They have a shot. Go in and play number 24, Tulsa, at Tulsa. What do you think? Who do you think? Do you think? Do you think Tulsa has an opportunity to upset Cincinnati here, or do you think Cincinnati's going to keep rolling like they have been all season? Oh, they do have an opportunity because they get to play them for four quarters. So, so realistically, yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah. do they have an opportunity? Yeah. I don't believe so. I think Tulsa's having a good season. What are they? I think they're six and one. That's very respectable in their yeah. conference. And Cincinnati is just good. And if you're right. if you're Cincinnati, you know we've been saying I've been saying that for. Like, I think since the first week of the show. Yeah. And if you're Cincinnati, you're just so angry, you know. Which Gotta you're, be. You're on the outside looking. You're right where you're supposed to be, but you still don't feel like the committee's giving you enough credit. Right. Um, You got – your only thing you can do is come out and beat Tulsa, beat the brakes off Tulsa. Yeah. Do I think that's going to happen? 100% yes. Cincinnati's a very good football team. Desmond Ritter's an absolute baller. Even though Tulsa's having a good season, yeah, Cincinnati's going to come out there and handle business. I would say they beat them by 17-21. to 21, And, you know, Cincinnati rides. Cincinnati wins and goes home and hopes there's a disaster in front of them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, give me Ritter and 
Cincinnati. I mean, I, I mean, I just don't see Tulsa win this game. I think it's close. And I agree. I don't think you know Cincinnati just beats the brakes off of them. But I mean, I, give me give me twenty four to seventeen. Give me Cincinnati by a touchdown. And okay, closer. You say closer than I. Yeah, I think I think Ritter just takes over and wins this game for him. Yeah, if, especially if they you know if they get started early, they won't look back. They'll beat the brakes off of them. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to the to the Big Ten here, cause cause I want to close out on on another game. So let's okay. go Big Ten here. Uh, Wisconsin Iowa. Not many playoff implications here, but just a really good you know close matchup here. It's kind of the battle of the little brothers in the Big Ten, if you will. Right. Wisconsin Iowa. I'll let you pick it first. Where are you going? <laughs> and and I know how much you you know I know you're feeling towards Wisconsin, so this will be interesting. I, I'm not, I'm not even giving Wisconsin a chance at this point. I mean, it's not that I think Iowa's that great, but I mean. Mertz has just hurt me so many times this year. In all Mertz our, hurts, bro. Mertz hurts. I mean, he did not play good against Indiana. He hadn't played. He didn't play good against Northwestern. I just, I don't give Wisconsin much hope. Granted, they are the favorite to beat Iowa, but I mean, give me Iowa in a close one. I mean, like twenty-one seventeen or something like that. It's going to be a defensive game again. But uh, yeah, give me Iowa in a close yeah, one. Yeah, um, I pick Wisconsin versus Northwestern. Northwestern wins. And Northwestern probably was the better team on that day. I pick Wisconsin versus Indiana. Oh, come on, Wisconsin. You got to win that football game against the backup quarterback who's really never played a game of college football. And Wisconsin loses. Indiana wins. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You ain't fooling me three times. Give me Iowa just because I cannot beat Wisconsin. <laughs> can't again. do it. Can't do it three times. And don't get row. me wrong, I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin wins this ball game. I, I wouldn't either, just because we're picking I, it. But, I think yeah. they are probably the better team versus Iowa. You know, Iowa started slow, and they're you know they're kind of playing better football now. But yeah, give me Iowa. I think what's going to benefit Wisconsin in this game, honestly, is I think Indiana Wisconsin had similar levels of defense. Yeah, I think Wisconsin clearly has the better defense in this game. But I, I just don't know about their offense. I don't know what their offense is going to be able to do. So who, who only the good Lord knows. That's yep. for sure. Because I Wisconsin don't even know what they're going to do on offense. Let me tell you. Because gosh darn it. Yep. All right. So last game we're going to pick here. The fifth and final game. This is a. I mean, these are. This is a huge game for one team and a really big game for the other in terms of what these this game means. Mm -hmm. If you're Miami, this game is. You know, your only losses to Clemson. Yeah. You know what I mean. So you're kind of. In the mix, still. I mean, they really have. They've really kind of been there the whole time, winning football games. Yeah. Nine and one at this point, or what? Uh, eight and Miami. one. Miami. Yeah. Eight and one. Eight and one. So they got one more game left for their tenth game. You know, Clemson and Notre Dame are going to meet in the AC title game. You're probably not getting going to get into the playoff, no. but you you will have a great season. You know, yeah. a one loss season to what could end up being the national champions a pretty darn good season. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. If you're Mac Brown in North Carolina. You got to play spoiler right here. That's what you're playing for. You've had a lot of really close games. You've had games that you've won. Then you've had games you probably should have won that were really close. I'm looking at you, Notre Dame. You almost had them. You couldn't close it out. I'll let you pick it. I mean, honestly, I think Sam Howell's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Facts. The the word inconsistent. The, yep. If I say you just <laughs> took it from me, the word I love to use with quarterbacks is inconsistent. As what Sam Howell has been, just like Bo Nix, just like you know, probably countless other quarterbacks. Derek King, the veteran coming in here, the grad transfer from Houston, played has played really well for Miami so far. Miami obviously has handled business except for Clemson, which I mean honestly, not many people are going to handle business against Clemson anyway. So yeah, give me Miami. I'm going to take another close one here. Both these teams like to get yards, but these teams like to score points. So I'm going to go a high scoring game. I'm going to go 
35 to 31 Miami. Dang, I like it. I like it. So I'm right there with you, except I'm not. Ooh. Hot take coming at you. You just want to pick different than that. No, 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 no. I was, I was playing it the whole. Time. I honestly thought this was going to be like Texas A&M and Auburn, yeah. where you were going to say North Carolina, and I was going to be like, well, I was going to make a hot take, but you did it too. Yeah. I think Mac Brown. Okay, listen. Uh, Miami's a good football team. We we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Derek King has not played as well as I thought he would. Um, Miami comes in off of a couple good close football games. North Carolina's kind of the same way. North Carolina's playing for everything. If you're Miami. You know the only thing you're playing for is a good bowl game at this point, and I think that hurts your focus. I think Sam Howell goes out as a winner in the ACC. Give me Mac Brown. Give me the Powder Blue. Give me the Tar Heels over Miami. Late field goal, 17-14, 21-17, somewhere in there. I like the take. I just hate that you have to be wrong. <laughs> I might end up being wrong, but we'll see. We'll see. I still – week one of the Pac-12, that ASU uh, – uh, Southern Cal game, that still bothers the heck out of me. That was such a good take. I put it up on the Facebook page, and they just give USC the game at the end. So of course. This has been this has been a very weird year for picking football. There's no doubt about yeah. it. There's been more upsets, you know, this year than I feel like there ever has been. I mean, we're consistently getting like five, six games out of ten, yeah. which is pretty low for us. Last year I had a super high percentage. So did you. You only finished like two games behind me last year straight up right. out of – like 160 games. I'm actually curious of what what the actual straight up is going to be this year. Are you going to do the whole Excel well, spreadsheet again? Yeah, we'll again? see. I, I, yeah. Well, it's kind of tough because so many people miss games. Yeah, it's not really it's consistent. True. But yeah, we'll have to. We'll probably have to look at that. But uh, good show. I mean, that's yeah. fun. We, we 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 unpacked a lot. Super yep. meaty Bash Brothers Week in Review. I really I love doing the the different segments like the best and worst moment at UGA. There's a lot of college football stuff that we want to talk about. Like one thing I want to talk about is like pick how how much luck is picking football, how yeah. much skill is picking football. I think that's a pretty fun topic, especially for us. We do it a lot. Uh, playoff picture, super simple. Everything stays the same. And a, and five really good pick them games. Honestly, even though it's week 15 and it wasn't really supposed to happen. There's a lot of good games. Hey, we get more football, so that's, that's something right. to be hey, something big excited about. There's some big, there's some uh, Pac-12 games on today, and it's Sunday as we're filming this. So, also Atlanta's playing the Saints right now, probably losing, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? All right, Jordan, where can they find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six, and of course on Facebook, Jordan Harris. Yeah, you go. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler or at Connor Chandler on Twitter and Facebook. Or you can find me in front of the TV every Saturday watching college Absolutely. football. Big facts. And then we have the official page, the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast, on Facebook and Twitter. And you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you guys so much. Have a great week. Watch some good football. Eat some good food. Work hard. Play hard. And as always, we are the Bash Brothers, signing off. Yerp.